Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, how lovely was that? Ah, welcome to our podcast picnic. Oh, I love that. I'm ready for it as well. Oh, ready. Do you know what? Spring, it's almost like our annual trigger, our visual reminder to, uh, you know, think about looking after ourselves, to refresh, to inspire growth ahead. So what a wonderful way to start this episode where we're focusing all around tips for boosting self-confidence as part of our focus this month on the huge topic of confidence. So Debs, you and I have both been around in the game of learning and development and coaching. Mm-hmm. How important, how valued <laughs> is the topic of confidence for us humans? Oh my God, it is massive. And I think as you know, you and I know that whenever we're doing some coaching or running a workshop, you know, people will always bring that into the room about how do I be better? How can I raise my confidence in connecting with people, talking to people, getting the best out of people, confidence in myself, um, because I don't think I'm good enough. It's just a underpins everything about our belief in ourselves, actually. And whether we feel that we've got the ability to be able to um, take on life's challenges, if you like, and be able to succeed at them. Um, And knowing what we're good at can actually help us play to our strengths rather than always focus on our weaknesses. It is massive confidence. Self-confidence is huge. And it's a great topic to talk about today. Oh, such a great topic. I mean, I can't think of a single working day of my life since the first induction course I ran in April 2000 Wow! with a group of uh, kind of newly recruited recruitment consultants. That was the role I was doing at the time. And um, I just can't think of a single session I've run since. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that we've met. And at some point, there's a personal focus where they want to feel more confident in it. And, you know, Debs, I think it can be, I think that's one of the things that is so amazing and humbling about the role that we do. We get the inside track on kind of people that might, for example, be fantastic at presenting, but want to feel more confident in using data or writing proposals. Sitting next to someone who can smash it in terms of understanding data and writing a proposal, but is quaking in their boots at the thought of having to stand up at a board meeting and present. And it's almost sometimes when you share, actually, this is what I want to be more confident in. And then you realise there's this kind of yin and yang energy of some people are fine in one scenario, And it completely, you know, causes them some wobbles in some other scenarios. So in terms of our kind of uh, focus then for this um, episode, all about boosting confidence, spring is an ideal time to think, right then, what's the next phase in store for me? What's ahead? What's on my radar? So how would you define confidence? How does it show itself? What's your view on that as a Mm. uh, a coach? Um, As I said, I think it's that ability to recognise what you're really good at. So having the confidence to know that what you do, what you bring is enough in that moment. Uh, And that actually um, it's our ability to have what I always call a bit of an active mindset 
um, to be able to think about how can I be even more confident? Fear overrides a lot of confidence, so we have to face into our fears. Um, and as you said, we if we don't face into them, then we get stuck in our comfort zone and therefore we never overcome that fear. Whereas with, if you like, that active mindset, that desire to go, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to learn something from it. So I think it's that bit that knowing that confidence can be learnt and that it's not static. And as you said, some days you feel completely on top of your game, super duper confident. And other times you feel like you're starting from, um, I suppose, from square one, really. And it's just thinking about what you can do to to be more confident. And I think it, it I think it starts with the way that you think, um, because it's it's that bit around confidence being quite introspective. So how you are, how sure are you about certain things in your life? Um, how can you let yourself think confidently and turn up in that way? Because then that will breed a more confident behaviour. Um, and it comes through practice. I think the more we do stuff, the more we try something on for size and we give it a go, it can build and maintain our confidence. So reinforcing what we know well and what we can do well, and that in turn enables us to appear more confident because we've been practicing it as well. I, th- I think, you know, we could have covered this topic, you know, the last 30, 40, 50 years. I mean, there's, you know, right right from uh, the, the dawning of the sort of self-help um, uh, brigade in the kind of early 1900s, Dale Carnegie, or how to win friends and influence people, etc. I mean, we've always been interested in it as humans, haven't we? But I think looking at the, de- de- the dictionary definition of confidence, it's having faith or certainty or um, a sense of truth about something. So am I confident in myself? Do I trust myself that when I stand up and I deliver that presentation, I'm going to be able to be okay? Or is that sense of mistrust sort of with that? Um, but of course, if life doesn't feel particularly certain, then that can also mean that we're almost, um, you know, putting these, um, uh, uh, the, the, the ability to feel confident or maybe slightly shaky ground. So I think, as you were saying, it's the internal thought process that is going to really set us apart if you've, uh, you know, got lots of uncertainty ahead with whatever reason, putting plans in place. But it's how do you know whatever happens, I am confident that I'm going to be able to handle whatever yeah. comes my way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it starts with self. It has to start from within to know what do I know for sure, which is why we always do some exercises with people through coaching for them to recognise what they can do and to be able to capture those great talents that they bring. So people are quick to, if you like, push away those strengths They always look for the weakness because we're predisposed to look for negativity and weakness, right? But if we can practice confidence by thinking about how can we play to our strengths and play to them well. So starting to think about when can I use my strength to overcome my potential fear of something? How can that help me deliver on a project or stand up and talk to a crowd? And whilst I might have this little bit of anxiety or a little bit of nervousness, because I know my stuff, I've done my prep, I've really thought it through, um, I'm aware of my strengths that I'm going to bring into that particular presentation, say, then that will give me the confidence to just go and deliver it. And like we say, you know, the first 30 seconds of anything is just take a breath and then lean into it. And if you know your stuff and you've done your work, then you are, you know, you are more likely to deliver something with more confidence. So, 
We always say make sure you're playing to your strengths, not your weaknesses, because if you only ever focus on them, guess what? That's what will show up. Whereas actually if we're playing to our strengths and we focus on them, guess what? They show up. So which one would you prefer? You know, to feel like, oh, I'm panicking here, or actually I have the self-confidence to lean in and step forward, take that deep breath and just give it a go. Why would you not? I think also as well, something that is really helping me at the moment, especially for anyone else who is dealing with some uncharted territory. So new ways of working, um, new offerings, kind of lots of newness in the air, which, you know, kind of fits with not only where we're at in the current pandemic cycle, but also, you know, in the season of the year as well. If you've got a lot of new stuff, how do you tap into that kind of confidence? And certainly what is really helping me kind of just keep on the the the, uh, the straight and broad. We don't want to be straight and narrow, but the straight no, and broad. Straight and broad. I like that. Straight and broad is um, to channel someone else that you know is is naturally good at that. So let's say we are putting together a costing or a timing budget, and if I know that, oh, actually, I've got a tendency to maybe wobble in some of those conversations. I then think of someone who I, I've met in passing, or someone I knew really well, who I know would be really confident in that particular area, and then I channel them. You think, right, what would such and such do and put your own spin on it but you borrow the confidence of others I guess it's that acting as if idea but particularly useful now if you're dealing with some uh, you know you're in some stretch zone and you're kind of wanting to step out your comfort zone and the imposter syndrome still rumbles on doesn't doesn't it so rather than kind of thinking of all the things that you're not quite sure about think of someone you know in your life who probably would be able to handle that scenario quite well and channel them, you know, and then let them know. What a buzz to receive some feedback saying, do you know, I really channeled you the other day when I was being uh, asked to do something and I wasn't quite sure how to respond. So, um, you know, I think that's another benefit of keeping your networks wide for whatever works for you, you know, and, and being able to get out and about and meet people because you're also getting the energy from other people as well. And the more people that you interact with, the more of that selection of skills you can sort of use as role models around you. So that certainly can really help. I picked that up, um, I think, from you actually a number of years ago about how if there's something you don't feel naturally quite confident with, think of someone in your life who actually is quite confident in that or you believe they are to be channel them in that moment. It's amazing how that can give you, it's not masking or pretending to be someone, but it's just accessing that part of you that is there anyway. It just might be something that you might not naturally label in yourself as a strength. Yeah, I think so. And that reminds me, um, Laura, you know, um, oh, you've heard of um, Amy Cuddy, um, where she's the social psychologist and Harvard researcher, where she shows how body language can have a really direct impact on our hormones. And and she talks about having that, if you like, the power posing, right, um, around it. So how can we power pose? And where we stand in that position of like superwoman, superman, or rah, we, we can take on the world. Um, and I know that she says, well, you can fake it until you become it. So rather than fake it till you make it, I really like her, her twist on that where she says, you know, if we, if we're thinking in a certain way, um, we can then make a real difference. If we're thinking confidently or we're channeling our power person, whoever that might be, you know, what would they do? Then actually we can, and say to ourselves, actually we can fake it until you become it because we can, because the more that we practice confidence by playing your, to your strengths, taking compliments really well um, or gracefully, as I always call them. So making sure that if somebody's saying, that was really cool, I loved how you did that, saying thank you, don't downplay 
the part that you played in that, but actually acknowledge that. And I was thinking, right, you know, say thank you and then be really specific about what have you taken from their feedback. I really appreciate the fact that you noticed I worked really hard on that presentation and that you've you've noticed it. So thank you. So the more we can then connect, why am I getting this compliment? Oh yes, it's because I did. Then we connect it, which then builds our confidence, our self-belief, our inner belief and confidence in ourselves that yeah, I can do this. And then the more we feel that sensation of achievement, the more likely we're going to do it because we can feel our confidence rising because that's what it does, right? It has to rise. So we need to think about what we do, how we do it, listen to those great compliment, the feedback that we're getting, acknowledge it because you're getting it because of what you did. So take it. I love that Amy Cuddy stuff. She did a fab TED talk, didn't she? And yes, I she extracted, did. yeah, I extracted from that. I'm starting to use it quite a bit actually with teams, especially now if, for example, I was with a group of facilitators who are going to be launching a big suite of um, sessions around their um, business in the year ahead. And it had been a while since they'd sort of stood on their feet and run sessions. So it was just getting used to that practice again of introducing yourself to strangers, you know, particularly if your world over the last couple of years has been um, communicating with almost the same pool of people via virtual sessions. Now, if you're getting up and about on your feet again, welcoming new people, introducing yourself, just getting back in the, you know, the mindset of doing that. Equally, there might be some people with whom there are some firsts coming up where you've got to stand on your feet and introduce yourself. So she has a a brilliant take on how to confidently introduce yourself. And um, I think it is so important, Deb, so people have been able to um, introduce themselves. If you're unable to define who I am, this is what I'm here to do, then that there's almost a missing piece in your kind of inner sense of confidence. Because if you're a yes. bit lost as to why you're standing <laughs> there, then it's tricky to convey it. Yeah. So I think that if, of all the parts of any session or meeting that you're going to kind of prepare or, or interview, is getting used to and comfortable to talking about yourself and removing two words, just and only. So, oh, it's just me. I, I only look after the team here. You know, it's what? And those two words that immediately discount any value that you add. And it sort of puts your way down in any kind of pecking order. And your body knows that, you know, there's just a slump when you see people introducing themselves in a really kind of small way. So it's about not showing off, but showing out. It's it's showing how you value the audience in that moment. And Amy Cuddy talks brilliantly about how there are two items of information people are looking to establish when they are working out, do I have confidence in you? Number one, can I trust you? And that'll be the level of personal information that you disclose. It doesn't have to be anything overly personal, but your personal connection to the information you're about to share, whether it's a session or a presentation or briefing at a meeting and the second thing we're watching out for is um do you do i uh, do i think you've got competence so do i trust you and do i respect you so some item of information that just shows you know what you're talking about it's not about showing off but it's about showing out which then actually reflects and values the audience so playing small just makes everyone feel a little bit less kind of sparkly so i just think from a practical point of view for for those of us who like practical kind of takeaways her two bits two bits of information people are looking to establish from you in a confident introduction which is can i trust you can i respect you so what's your bit of personal information about you so people can place you and then a bit of professional information so people can see the link and the credibility you've got 
Yeah, definitely. That's so important, Law. And I think also when you're looking at your next step in your career, um, I know I've worked with loads of people that might turn around and say, oh, I don't know if I really want to take that next step up, but that really they do. Um, And that's the bit where you have to think about, I need to step out of my comfort zone. Because if you don't, you'll stay stuck. And it's and we've watched people who have stepped in to be line managers at the very beginning of their careers, if you like, their first step into that world of being a manager of people. Oh my God. Going from the team member to the team manager, I think is one of the most daunting things that anybody can do. And with a lack of self-confidence, people will just see straight through that. So being able to work with people on that and get them to come out of their comfort zone to stretch, remind themselves of the skills that they already have. There's a reason they were promoted, right? They didn't just do it because they felt like it. They thought, no, you've got potential. People have spotted that within you. So I think the ability to um, recognise, if you like, that I need to get out of my comfort zone. Yes, there might be a risk associated with it. But if I've done my prep and my homework, there's only a minor small risk, but that's not going to hold me back. Because if I'm going to learn from my mistakes, don't fear them, learn from them. It just means that I can, again, develop more confidence. I I take that on the chin. You know what? Next time, I'm going to do it differently. I've learned from that. And I think that's the bit where you think, I can do this. I can absolutely do it. I don't know everything, Um, especially those first-time managers. They don't know everything. But having the um, humility, I suppose, to recognise that I don't know everything yet I probably never will because you're always learning as a leader, right? Um, But it's being clear on what's important to you as well, knowing what I'm going to do, how I'm going to approach it, um, learn from others, as you said, have a good surrounding of people around you that you're going to learn from, thinking that confidently, practicing the confidence and then appearing confident. So even looking at how you speak, as you said, not, oh, it's only me, you know, it's actually with passion, with purpose, I'm here for a reason, can only help in our careers as well. Not arrogance, there's a fine line, as we always say, um, but actually this confidence to know you're playing to your strengths in that moment. Got a question for you. Go on. You probably have career coached hundreds, if not thousands of people to kind of make that move, as you said. How many of those people have then regretted stretching their comfort zone and making the move. So out of all of those hundreds, if not thousands of people. So for anyone listening, thinking, shall I, shan't I? Shall I stretch? Shall I play safe? Just out of interest, because you're probably a good, (laughs) you know, source of data to ask. How many of those people go on to regret making the move? None. In my experience, out of, as you said, the thousands of people that have come to me for career coaching, nobody has regretted making that move because it's got them out of their comfort zone. Even if they haven't stayed in that next role for long, it's enabled them to recognise and open their eyes to the world around them, that there is more that they can bring and more that they can offer. So even if that next job wasn't necessarily their dream job, it's the next step towards their dream job. And they've never regretted it in all the time. And I follow up with people after they've got their next job and say, how's it going? Checking in on them. Um, I go, oh my God, I'm so glad I made that move. I'm so glad I worked on my confidence levels to know that I've got something to offer, but recognise that I'm still learning as I go. Love it. I mean, that that is just, I think, so 
um, inspiring to then hear. And of course, it doesn't mean necessarily leaving the organisation you work for now and going somewhere no. else. If you actually love where you are, but you just know there's this kind of ambition and this ability that is there lurking inside of you, it's phenomenal about how you can actually generate opportunity in your own existing world. You've just got to look for it almost, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to get out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there. Um, and that's where people have a fear um, because they go, oh my God, I'm going to be fear of being judged or they're going to see that I'm not good enough or, 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 or. And this internal dialogue we can have with ourselves doesn't help us. And we always say to people, you know, what's the fear? What's holding you back? And, and writing that list of pros and cons, you know, around what that fear is. Um, and then tackling them, taking one of those fears and thinking about, well, what if I could achieve that? If I overcame that fear, what's in it for me? So you actually would then write, if you like, well, I by overcoming that fear, I'm going to get X, Y, Z. And then it's that bit that says, well, okay, what's stopping you? Make the decision. What's the first step? Make it happen. And you find their confidence, even through those conversations, rises, which is what we want. We want it to rise up because it's within all of us. Um, and it's only us that squish it down. So by unlocking that in somebody through great questioning, listening, feedback, saying what you see, all of that stuff that we work on, you watch them just bloom to use and blossom into amazing people and they can spring forward, right? Oh, like it. It's almost like you've made a seasonal adjustment. Clock's going forward. We're going forward. I mean, you know, the way we measure time has sprung forward. Is this time for us to spring forward? You know, we've all been kind of maybe held back in some way and how much of that now might be in our, in our own minds um, as well as, you know, kind of the various sort of bits and bobs that have been going on. And so what might that mean in terms of springing forward? And it doesn't have to be linked to anything particularly tangible. It could be an intangible, just a sense of confidence. Why not me? <laughs> if not me, who, who, you know, and actually why can it be? And if so, when? Some of those kind of call to action questions. Mm, definitely. And I think that's the where we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. We are who we are, you know, and that's the bit. So stop comparing ourselves to others. That's and we your have S. to sort that's your S. We have to practice, if you like, positive self-talk. Be confident in you. Practice the positive self-talk. That's your P. <laughs> you have to invite those feel-good moments into your life and embrace them for what they are. But before that, we have to actually reduce the urge for perfectionism in order to do that. So that's I what love we that need to do. I love this imperfect spelling of spring there, Debs. <laughs> Putting your money where your mouth is. So we've got, hang on a minute, we've got a sp- yeah. anger. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love that. Right, See? Yeah. Yeah, reduce the urge for perfectionism. That's the confidence exactly. thing. Yeah, I love <laughs> the smell of spurring. <laughs> we have to, which it means we invite those feel-good moments, right? Because now you feel good because we've had a laugh around around that Absolutely. imperfection. So hang on a minute, she's done P-R-I, yeah, yeah, lovely. I can see a theme. You can see a theme coming. Um, we have to really consider how we can nurture our body. How do we look after ourselves really, really well? Um, and that really, really important at this time of year and into summer is to be able to get out and about and just take in your surroundings and just immerse yourself in it at this moment in time. Beautiful time of year. Love it, Deb. So we've got stop comparing, practice the positive self-talk, reduce the urge for perfection, 
Invite those feel-good moments rather than bat them away. Nurture your body. Get out and about. Spring in a nutshell. The clocks have gone forward. Time for us to go forward. What does that mean in terms of boosting our self-confidence, whether you're channeling the confidence from others with whom for certain things might come more naturally to them and less so for yourself? Um, uh, all that stuff around the comfort zone, as you're saying, just even how we stand up and how we introduce ourselves is putting our energy out there in the world. You know, I'm up for it and, you know, I'm able to to do what I want to do and that sort of sense of certainty that no matter what happens in the day ahead, I'm going to be able to give it my best shot. And I just think to be able to have that inner calm as a result of that exterior sense of confidence is just one of the greatest gifts, I think, that we can not only give to our um, you know younger generation to be able to tap into that but to be also to be able to have that for ourselves as well because there's been some wobbly times and there'll be wobbly times to come so that ability to be able to manage that inner sense of self-confidence is not only useful now but I imagine for the years ahead in this tumultuous decade that is giving us all sorts of comfort zone stretches. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that links to my call to action for people as well as spring forward. Um, be kind to yourself. I think show some self-compassion and just be kind and nurture you for who you are. That's where I that would be my call to action. Oh, yeah. Um, well, channeling the idea of a picnic podcast, I'd say grab a friend you haven't caught up with for a while especially a friend that you know maybe has got some inner natural qualities and strengths that are maybe a bit different for yourself. Have a, have a, have a catch up, sharing each other's experiences. It's amazing how much you can borrow each other's kind of, you know, um, inner qualities, etc. at a time where you might be needing it. And I'm really looking forward, to Debs, for the uh, remainder of this month's focus on confidence. So next week, we'll be thinking about what this means for confidence to speak out at meetings within when we're working with others, and what might be some barriers to confidence, particularly at different stages of our careers. And um, in our final wrap up, we'll then be thinking about, well, what does that then mean in terms of tapping in to the psychology of success? So I know within some of those, um, we've got a brilliant speaker that we've got lined up for this month. So I can't wait. So maybe as we listen to the bird song at the end of our episode, focusing on boosting self-confidence, um, do something for you this week that just really enables you to feel like you are springing forward with spring in your step. In the meantime, Debs, have an amazing week. You too, Law. Make sure it's a good one. I will. I shall have spring in my step. I'll have spring in my you step. Spur- <laughs> Thank you very it's much. It's got to be done. It's got to be, <laughs> more than it's welcome. Got to be done. <laughs> Copy <laughs> Looking forward oh, to it, Law. Looking forward to it. I love you. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others. 